in Urbandale. The Cyclones kick off Big 12 Saturday when they take on number 17 Baylor at home while the Hawkeyes hit the road for the first time this season when they meet Rutgers in Jersey. The Chiefs continue to prep for the Colts Sunday and Indy kicker Harrison Butker did not practice yesterday due to that ankle injury. Thursday Night Football features a clash between two longtime rivals when the Browns battle the Steelers in Cleveland. I'm Ronza Moss. From the JetBros Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Pete Futek momentarily. Take a look at some of the games on the slate, college football-wise, with Pete. Uh, David Kaplan, bottom of the hour. We'll head to Chicago, catch up with Cappy, and then we'll give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons just before we get out of here at noon. Let's talk college football. He's Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Pete, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? Everything's going all right. How you guys doing? Pretty well. Good to talk to you. We haven't since the season started, so let's kind of, you know, not take a look at the first three weeks of the season, but maybe just pick your brain on a couple of uh, uh, a couple of schools. Like Notre Dame struggled, right? They're out of the shoot. They I mean Cal, if it would have shoulda uh, won that football game. What's what's going on at Notre Dame? Is this just? Um, I mean, he's got some dudes. He's got a great recruiting class coming. Your thoughts on the Fighting Irish so far into the season? Period process, and it, look, sometimes when you get a new head coach who's never done it before, it, there's going to be a while, and that was kind of the thought when it came to Marcus Freeman, was okay, there might be a step back to take a giant leap forward. Uh, they were great under Brian Kelly. I mean, they it, for all his issues, I'm certainly not a fan in any way of the man, but you know, they won lots and lots of games, and you're right, they put together some really strong teams, and this is a team that came into the season that was supposed to be in the college football playoffs. You look at their schedule and you look at what they had in place. You could see, okay, you lose to Ohio State, but they could run the table from there. And then obviously all the wheels came off against Marshall. Let's see if they get it back this week. Let's see if they start to play like they're supposed to. Uh, but the, they've got the lines. They've got the defense. They just can't get that offense going quite yet. Uh, but that's just going to take a little while to get there. But you're right. No one has a bad thing to say about Marcus Freeman, a great recruiter. There's a lot of talent coming in. So, again, there's going to be adjustment period for a first-time head coach, but the hope down the road is that all busts up for him. Pete Futek joining us, College Football News. Let's take a look at the slate this weekend. Not the shiniest object out there, but there's always intriguing games. And here in Big Ten territory, an intriguing one because we just don't know is both Minnesota stepping up big time as they go to Michigan State and at least a team for, with a pulse with Michigan against Maryland, or do the Terps even have a chance here? Look, the way this Michigan team is playing, a lot of people putting them as the fourth-best team in the country. Those two Big Ten games, Gophers, a test against Sparty, and what do we see out of Michigan? Well, kind of like you were saying, like we, we still don't quite know yet when it comes to uh, Minnesota, and let's go with Michigan, too. I mean, neither one of them has played anybody yet. So, yes, Maryland is kind of an X-factor team. 
And Minnesota and Michigan have both looked fantastic so far. I think Minnesota beats the nation in total offense. Uh, but this is where we get to see. This is where we get to find out. If Michigan's the real deal, then everything works against this Maryland. The lines have been great. The offensive line is better than last year's version. And they've gotten these nice preseason games to tune everything up. The fans get what they want. They get J.J. McCarthy now as the full-time starting quarterback with Kate McNamara out. Uh, and it's, like I said, it should all work if this Michigan team's that good. And Minnesota, we don't know at all. I mean, because Colorado's totally awful, and the Gophers didn't play anybody else yet. And so Michigan State has, you know, they're coming back from this, you know, tough performance against Washington. This is where we see if they're for real. So uh, to me, Minnesota-Michigan State is kind of the most intriguing game of the weekend. Uh, because if Minnesota wins, all of a sudden they really do probably look like the favorite to win the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. And if Michigan State wins, they're they're right in there to uh, be a factor again in the East, at least, uh, at least give uh, Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State some problems. I want to pick your brain on the uh, primetime Big 12 tilt because Oklahoma certainly looked good against Nebraska after falling down 7-zip. Uh, they just uh, poured it on at that point. K-State had a little a bit of a hiccup. There's a lot of K-State love prior to the season that this might be a sleeper team. Uh, the climate's got this team you know, headed in the right direction, dot, dot, dot. Oklahoma's a double-digit favorite in the football game. Do you buy the Sooners? K-State, where are you on the Wildcats? We don't know. I mean, what was that with the Wildcats? After destroying Missouri, it's okay, they've got it in place. Like you said, Chris Brown has got the – his pieces there. He's been long, there long enough. Adrian Martinez looks like the right fit. They just don't have a passing game. So if their lines aren't playing great and if that range attack isn't rocking, they're in trouble. I think with Oklahoma, is they're just not flashy. I mean, Dylan Gabriel is great for UCF, but is he, you know, Kyler Murray or Dalen Hurst or Baker Mayfield? Not really. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's just not that star power, but it is a rock solid team that's going to be more defensive-oriented than the ones in the past, and they're just going to methodically take over on offense. So this might not be the Lincoln-Riley era Sooners, but I'm starting to buy in that Oklahoma is just that good, but Nebraska's also god-awful. So you kind of have to take lessons with a grain of salt, but I do think that uh, that Oklahoma comes in and wins this Hey, Pete, we're, uh, we're going to try on another line here. We just got a little bit of a fade here, so I'm going to call you right back and get you back up here. Love Pete Futek, always love our conversation, so don't want to mess out and, and we'll help no, out the listeners. I, just a little bit off there. Yeah, I'm with you because there's still a couple of games that I'd like to uh, get his uh, take on. Uh, look, you know who's got a big weekend this weekend, and we won't see it because uh, the Pac-12 network has zero uh, clearance for the most part? It's a big weekend in the Pac-12. There's some marquee matchups. Um, USC and Oregon State's got some buzz to it. Uh, Wazoo and Oregon, uh, Wazoo and Oregon's got a little bit of buzz to it. I know it's the Pac-12, and we'll, we'll find out. But it's not a bad weekend uh, in the Pac-12. Pete, hopefully this is better. Uh, thanks for um, you know, thanks for coming back. Just real quick, Pete, uh, the, the, this is a big weekend for the Pac-12. I know that you know, sadly, for the most part, the country won't see any of these games. Uh, but there's certainly some big spots in the Pac-12 this weekend. And I do want to see USC keep rocking and rolling. And I, I'm, I'm a full unbeliever that, the, that USC, if you look at their schedule, you look at their offense, I, I think everyone's just sort of underappreciating what this team is. I mean, if you look at that starting 22 they have offensively, I'm sorry, 11 that they have offensively, the defensive line's struggling a little bit, but it doesn't matter. That is an all-star team. I mean, they should <laughs> blow through everybody except 
the, the road game against Utah is going to be a problem. Uh, UCLA is going to be an issue, and then Notre Dame at the very end. But again, look at their offense. Give me another team in the country. Maybe Ohio State's probably the one who's got the offense that USC's got weapons-wise. Nobody does. So they just might just come out and win every game, you know, 45-30 or something. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the national title or anything, but I certainly think right now the bar's got to be set at Pac-12 championship and college football playoff or bust for a team that's got all that talent offensively. On the local front for us here, Iowa State, a big one against Baylor and Iowa. The punt-a-thon against Rutgers 2022. Who can punt it the best? That thing is ugly. Just an overview, Iowa State, their first 3-0 and start in eight years, and then Iowa struggling offensively once again with an unfireable offensive coordinator. You, you have to be able to win. The, if you're Iowa State, Baylor is obviously the defending Big 12 champion. They're obviously very good. But you need to, you can't miss any of these because where's the easy out in the Big 12 this year? Now that Kansas has, a, has an offense, I mean, they have no defense, but they, they, with that attack that they've got rolling right now, you know, who's the, who's the, free, who's the free win in the Big 10? I'm sorry, Big 12. Is it, you know, it's West not, Virginia maybe? Yeah, and they're good. I mean, they. I mean, they've they're but they've played some good teams, and their offense has been good enough. They're probably going. I think they're going to win this win tonight. Uh, but there's nobody. So if you're Iowa State, you know you got to take the wins that you can get them, and just assume that okay, it's good. You're going to have four losses there somewhere. I mean, just because of, you know everyone's pretty good, but you're good enough to beat everyone else. So this is one of those games where we get to see exactly what uh, uh, the Cyclones can do. Uh, your thoughts on the Hawks and Rutgers? Any opinion on that game? Uh, it's, eventually, that's going to thirty-four and a half. Eventually, they're going <laughs> to score. It's 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 just too obscene. It's been my running joke that if you set the the, the point total at one and a half, you go under on Iowa games. But somehow, these two are going to somehow get to you know twenty to seventeen or something. They just have to. Uh, but look, two and one. This has been ugly so far. But we kind of know how Iowa works. The defense has been great. Eventually, they'll do something. Remember. They were awful last year offensively, too, and they got to the Big Ten Championship. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to like completely ditch Iowa yet, but it would be nice if they could start hitting just the mid-range passes, not even the downfield ones. You don't have to even start making greatest show on turf. Just start hitting some passes and start from there. What did we learn last week? Penn State at Auburn. Is Penn State good? Is Auburn bad? What did you learn from that game? Penn State's experienced. I mean, they, look, they've got an experienced quarterback in Sean Clifford. Uh, Penn State fans aren't in love with him because they've got a couple of really nice uh, uh, freshmen behind him waiting in the wings. Uh, but he's good enough. He was able to lead the way to that win over Purdue at the very end. And he was, he's been the steady leader so far. They've got some explosive playmakers, and they're starting to come through. And the secondary is great. The stats aren't good because Purdue threw for a million yards. But the secondary has guys who just come up with stops when they need to. So it's just one of those teams that's just good enough that has some right pieces in place. And, yeah, Ohio State's the star. Michigan's better than they were last year. But on the right day, Penn State could hang with either of them. So at least at Auburn showed they're going to be in the mix. So some big-picture stuff. Pete Futek from College Football News here. Since we've spoken last, 12-team playoff looks to be imminent, but – how quickly is that going to happen? We hear uh, there's a lot of hurdles that need to be reached. Now, of course, if they would have done this nine months sooner. There's a lot of money to reach them, too. Absolutely. And we ultimately think that's going to happen. What are those hurdles, and what's the likelihood that we're going to have the 12-team playoff here within the next two years? Those, those hurdles are real. I mean, because you have to remember how 
long it takes to get some of these things up and going and the logistics and the, the contracts and the various deals that these things have now, they can, you know, ESPN can work out anything. They, they create a bowl out of, out of nothing last year. So if they really want to do this, they can. Uh, I do think we get this uh, expanded college football playoff sooner or later because it would matter. You know, look, it, it makes the sport better. You're not going to dilute it as much as people think you are. It's not going to be like, you know, look, honestly, if you didn't watch a baseball game all season and you start watching now, you're fine. You know, it seems like, like the NBA. You don't have to watch a game until May. This is not going to be what it's going to be. It's going to make every game bigger. It's going to make the conference championships everything. And it's going to get more fan bases involved. So it's going to be a good thing for college football. And I do think we get sooner than later. I'm with you. I don't see the downside. Last thing, we'll let you go on this. Uh, right now, who's the number four team in the country in your mind? Um, all right. So if you're, if you're assuming that Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio yeah. State are there, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, USC is going to, I think yeah, they're going to be there. Me too. Uh, it, it just, I, I don't think they're the best team necessarily, but who else you got? Michigan, maybe? Yeah, Michigan, Clemson. I mean, look, that defense is national championship good. Their, offense, their, their schedule is not that bad, especially now that the road game at Notre Dame doesn't seem like that big a deal now. But here's the don't automatically knee-jerk assume that Georgia and Alabama are it because the logistics on that are kind of tough. That means that they both have to get to the SEC championship probably undefeated. We have yet to have a, a two-loss team in the college football playoff. And look, if one of them, Alabama certainly looks beatable. They're, they're, yes. They've not been great. They've got a lot of nasty games in the SEC West to deal with and Tennessee. So if they lose once along the way and then they drop that SEC championship, they're not a given to be in. Two weeks in, two Power 5 jobs open, Nebraska and Arizona State. I pose it to you like this, Pete. Looking to the future, 2023 and beyond, the Big Ten West is going away. Where's the more likely path to the college football playoff in today's environment? Nebraska or Arizona State? Arizona State, um, because the Pac-12 is going to be a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's look, it's nobody likes to say this. It's kind of a better program right now. The better opportunities, better recruiting area with LA. You know, one of the, I think it's the sixth largest market in the country. Massive school that's just dying to finally break through. Nebraska. The the problem is you're you're still hitched to the past that. You can't do what you did in 1980s Nebraska to get there again. You can't get that recruiting thing to work like it used to, where you used to find the guys, you know, the 120 pound kids that all of a sudden turned into killers and then get the, you know, the pipeline to New Jersey to get the, uh, a bunch of superstars. And, uh, unless you can find some way to, to open things up and get the recruiting to roll again to, to get the kids to Nebraska, you know, where, where are you going with this? You know, where, how do you get those guys? As we've seen, with Texas, with Tennessee, with Florida State. It's not easy for these programs that are used to winning national championships or being in that mix to just turn it back on. Now, I know it's ugly. I know one doesn't like to talk about it. But if somehow Nebraska can lure Urban Meyer to Lincoln, Nebraska, which I don't think they will or can, uh, then the calculus changes on this. But otherwise, you need somebody with a, a right scheme or something to work and someone who could somehow can, can convince the guys to get there. We were told they spoke with Eric Bieniemy uh, earlier this week. I don't know, man. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, Pete Futek, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. College football news. Pete, you've got – did you pick every game? I think this weekend at collegefootballnews.com.
Uh, anyways, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. David Kaplan is going to join us. Hey, you want to win tickets to see Michigan take on Iowa next Saturday, 11 o'clock? Kick? 11 a.m. That's the big noon kickoff. You want to win tickets? You can't buy them. You can. I'm well, you can't. But then it's going to cost you. You too. can't go to the box office, right? Because every game is sold out. But Dr. Stephen Fuller, uh, a couple of locations, new one in Altoona uh, on Southwest 8th Street and, of course, on 29th Street here in Des Moines, fullerdental.net. Go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. There you'll see the question total yards, Iowa. Rutgers, closest without going over. You have to use the hashtag Fuller Dental. You have to grab uh, grab the number first. If you have 461 and somebody else does, whoever got that number first, if that's the winning number, they will get the tickets. Two tickets to see Michigan and Iowa, courtesy of Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. You can go to the Miller and Condon Twitter page and claim your number right now. Use the hashtag or you're DQ'd. We'll be back. We'll head to Chicago. David Kaplan is walking on his big fundraiser. They hope to raise $200,000. That's awesome. How about that? Cap's got a 20-mile walk, and he will get 24-mile-an-hour walk. We'll talk to him in the midst of it when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 on KXNO. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win on the money line. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings Step up same gay parlays right now for every leg that you add you boost your winnings up to 100 percent with bigger payouts than ever why would you bet football anywhere else and to make things even sweeter you can throw down on the stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code when you do KXNO. You'll get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING.org. You've been waiting for it, and now it's here. Fat Charlie's, now open in Urbandale. An upscale sports bar with over 50 TVs. A brunch menu available every day starting at 9. On the weekends, free pancakes for kids. And don't forget about the Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar. You want pizza while watching the game? Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's, 121st Street, where you get podcasts. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt free football watching weekend after your vasectomy. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're Central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with the company that you know, a company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online, wolfroofing.net. 
Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call which home selling team? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Claxton's giveaway still to come. Trends play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors. Let's get to our friend David Kaplan. He is in the midst of his 24-mile walk to hopefully raise. That's a big number you got out there, Cap. 200 grand for the good folks at Bernie's Book Bank. Tell us about Bernie's Book Bank. Uh, and is $200,000 raised here today? Is that in sight? We just crossed it. Wow, that. that's awesome. Yeah, I've been on the phone since we left, and thanks for having me on. As always, we'll get to sports in a second. Bernie's Book Bank uh, distributes, and they have distributed since their inception in 2012, over 22 million books to underserved boys and girls in the Chicago area. And we're going to do a book distribution at a school today and to see these kids, most of whom can't afford their own books at home, mm. Most don't have Wi-Fi, which we take for granted. And so I've been working the phone since we left guaranteed rate at 835 this morning from Jed Hoyer to Theo Epstein, <laughs> nice. Pat Fitzgerald to Chris Collins to Ian Happ to Kyle Hendricks. I just keep calling guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, Cap? I need, I need to get in your pocket. I need you to donate for this. And I mean, I've had guys go, okay, here's 10 grand. Here's five grand. It's amazing awesome. to see the support. So, we are just about to DePaul, and then they're going to be, have some of their coaches here and athletes. We were at UIC already. It's really, really cool. So if people want to help, they can give a dollar, they can give a billion. It's just text ESPN, the number four books, ESPN four books to 44321, 44321, or go to Uh That That's awesome, Captain. This isn't the first year you've done this, correct? No, this is year number three. So the first year, in, in the middle of the pandemic, we raised 100. Last year, we raised 190. And this year, I'm pretty confident we're going to get to 300,000. That's, that's terrific. Cap, let's get to sports. Best of luck to you uh, on your, uh, on your uh, venture here today. Uh, that's a huge, huge number. So the White Sox, look, they, they, they enticed their fans right to, uh, to Monday night, right? That there is still a glimmer of hope in this thing. It's an underachieving year by any measure. Cap, but the White Sox now, well, not officially done, but boy, oh boy, they're cooked. They're in hospice. So yep. we know what's coming. Yep. Uh, get the morphine drip ready. They're done. They are six games back. They lost Tuesday in extra innings, and then they completely embarrassed themselves last night. Uh, they lost 
So now they're six back, and they lost the tiebreaker to the Guardians. So it's ostensibly seven back with, I don't know, 13 to play, whatever it is. They are finito, and deservedly so. They put themselves in this trick box. They have a lot of tough decisions to make. What's the exit strategy for Tony Larusa? Is it him walking off into retirement? Is it going to get uglier than that? You wouldn't anticipate that's going to be the cast, or is there still that chance that he is back in 2023? Well, he wants to manage. I can tell you that for sure because I know people have talked to him. He mm-hmm. wants to manage, but he had a pacemaker put in just before spring training started, and that's why he had to leave the team because they were getting numbers back that were not good. And so his doctor said, you cannot manage tonight. This was a few weeks ago, and here he hasn't been able to come back. He has not been cleared to manage. And so I don't think you'll see him the rest of this year. Do I think he's there next year? I don't. I'll be surprised. But we, he and Jerry have an amazing relationship. And Jerry, this was Jerry's choice. This was not Rick Hahn's choice. That press conference when they announced him, it truly looked to me like Rick was being held hostage. That's what it looked like. <laughs> like one of those, you know, horrible videos where you see someone being held hostage. That was Rick Hahn. You know, he built this thing, and all of a sudden you're told, yeah, no, you can't hire who you want. I've already hired the manager. Mm. Excuse me? So, again, it's Jerry's team. He owns the team, and when you own the team, you make the rules, and that's just the fact. Where does the finger of blame get pointed at, Cap, for for this performance this year? There are a couple of games above five hundred. The division was there for the taking. Cleveland's a nice team, but they're not a juggernaut. What? Uh, who, who gets the majority of the blame for this year? The majority of the blame has to be pointed, number one, at the players. There's a lot of talent there. Now, I believe, I listened to Dan O'Dowd on the MLB Network, And he said, stop telling me how much talent there is. He said, there's good baseball players, but they are a poorly constructed roster. Look, you have a right fielder who's really a first baseman, DH, and Andrew Vaughn. Shouldn't be in right field. You have a center fielder who can't stay healthy, and when he does, I don't always see him playing as hard as he can, Luis Roberts. Gifted beyond belief. In left field, you either have Aloy Jimenez, who can't stay on the field and should only be a DH, or A.J. Pollock, who's a very middling player. Third base, you have a very talented guy who does not always play hard and has had more than his share of injuries. Tim Anderson has missed a lot of time with injury. It's short. Second base, Josh Harrison's a great dude. He's mm-hmm. okay. And then you got Jose Abreu in the twilight of his career. And then behind the plate, Sebi Zavala is a better defensive catcher, very meh as a hitter, and Yasmani Grandal is an embarrassment to be released. That answer your question. Yeah. Although Harrison did make a couple of spectacular plays on Monday night in the field. Like, I mean, just hard. I like the kid. Yeah, I yeah. do. But and then look at their pitching staff. The guy that was your opening day starter, Lucas Giolito, mm. he wouldn't be in your playoff rotation. Nope. He's had a horrific year. To the Bears so. as week one, a win against the Forty Niners. It was fun. It was rain drenched, and Justin Fields only completed eight passes. No big deal. It was in a quagmire, right? So then it's Sunday Night Football, and they complete seven passes in good conditions. What's going on? Open up the offense. How concerned are you this start to year two for Justin Fields? How concerned am I about the start? Yeah. So I watched the All-22 yesterday afternoon and last night, and I was blown away by the number of times I saw Justin actually have opportunities to make plays. He only threw 11 passes. 
I think only 17 pass plays were called. Mm. And go back to, if anyone has the NFL Game Pass subscription, just go back and look in the third quarter on third, and I want to say seven or eight yards. Justin Fields, deep in his own end, drops back to pass. He's got a clean pocket like he's got 17 all pros in front of him. He's got all the time in the world. He looks to the left. I think it was Dante Pettis. He's open. Nah, I'm not going to go there. Then he looks down the field. You could see his body turn, and Equinemius St. Brown, who's running down the field four yards behind the defense, has his arm up like, throw me the football. Jeez. He looks at it. He cocks. Nope, I'm not going to do it. And he checks it down to David Montgomery for a gain of five, and let's punt. And that told me all I needed to know. He's playing timid, scared. And a kid from Ohio State with all that ability, I know he doesn't have a ton of great players around him, but he also has to be better, and he cannot be firing on the fans. That was right. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, Cap. That was a bad look. So, Cap, let's uh, let, let's let's go forward with this and say that you know he continues to spin his wheels, and and really you don't see the improvement that you would think would come uh, in year number two. This is a new regime, not married to him. Uh, this is a draft class that's going to be flush with collegiate quarterbacks that are out of eligibility or leaving early uh, that are going to make an impact, we think, at the NFL level. Uh, how difficult is that decision going to be? Will this new regime, will it's, I would think, be easier since it's not their guys to cut bait if they want to? What's going to happen here? So I think the best case scenario for the Bears is that Justin is the guy, but your record stinks. Because right. then if there are three or four elite quarterbacks, you can trade back King's that high pick. Yep. Like when the Niners went and got Trey Lance, they got that they swapped first rounders and got two extra first round picks. So all of a sudden you're adding three really good players instead of one. And that's the best case scenario for the Bears. But at the worst, you have to know at the end of the season is that our guy or not? Mm-hmm. Because if you, at the end of the season, don't know if that's your guy, it's not your guy. Well, then you've completely wasted the entire year. I have to know positive or negative, one way or the other. And if it's not my guy, then I hope to goodness they're two and fifteen, and they're picking at the top of the draft, and they get the best freaking quarterback there, whether that's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever. David Kaplan joining us from ESPN 1000, making his walk around town. Cap, uh, frustration certainly abound. It's Houston this week, and Lovey coming back to town. Now, of course, you guys got to see him a ton down at Illinois with the Santa beard, but what have the stories been this week? Lovey making his return after having at least pockets of success in his years with the Chicago Bears. The story is that people are scared that they're going to lose. Really? I mean, they're getting three points at the Texans. That's basically telling you this is an even game. And if that's the case, you tell me Houston, who played really well against the Colts, had a chance to beat Denver. You're telling me that they cannot come in here and beat the Bears? I'll tell you, you're wrong. Davis Mills is spinning the ball better than our guy is. Yep. So I, I'm terrified that they're going to go out and get embarrassed by the Texans. Hopefully not. But again, at the end of the year, I would prefer – that Justin was really good and we surprised everyone with 12-5, and five, awesome. I don't see that happening in terms of record, so I'd rather know 
Yeah, we didn't have a great record, but Justin's our guy, and we're picking really high with the trade back. That's the ultimate scenario. But, yeah, people are excited to have Lovey back. Uh, Cap, last thing for you. Let's uh, finish where we started. Let's give you a chance. Bernie'sBookBank.org. Uh, you're on your 24-mile walk around Chicago. You're going to raise about $300,000 for an incredibly worthwhile cause. Uh, if there's uh, people who want to get involved here, Cap, how can they do so? Okay, go to Bernie'sBookBank.org. And you'll hear a crowd here because I'm walking up and the DePaul basketball team is out here. Sure, you can hear that. There they all are. Either Bernie'sBookBank.org or text ESPN, the number four book, ESPN four book to 44321. Appreciate you. Cap, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. You got it. Yep, take care. Good. David Kaplan How joining cool. us as he arrives at DePaul in the midst of his 24-mile walk. That's a lot of money. That, that's mm-hmm. a great cause, too. Good for Cap. Year number three of him doing this. Um, remember when he first got involved with it a couple of years ago? I think he did it when he was on the air with us. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it was leading up to it, anyways. Um, Bernie'sBookBank.org. Bernie'sBookBank.org. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. And if you've got a need, uh, meaning if you've got a project, whether it be inside or outside, that requires stone veneer, uh, you're looking for a different color and pattern combination, perhaps. Well, how about this? Centurion Stone of Iowa has over 200 uh, of color and pattern combinations. You can visit them online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, or uh, better yet, after you get through with uh, checking them out online, you'll want to go to the showroom, see it all with your own two eyes, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street, Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street, in Des Moines. Thank you, Centurion Stone of Iowa. All right, Trent Condon, let's unbusy the phone lines. The first four callers right now at 515-284-5966, 515-284-5966. If you haven't participated in the Claxons Barbecue Giveaway, we're doing it Thursdays. Uh, it's just a little extra time on Thursday opposed to Friday during the football season. Your time is now. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay there. Miller and Condon back with Claxons next on 106.3 KXNO. I'm fitness.com. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today gone tomorrow you want to stick with companies you know companies like wolf roofing you know wolf roofing will be here long after the storm they've been here for over 25 years wolf roofing and its employees are central iowans just like you when storms hit and misfortune happens they take care of their own go to wolf roofing 10 4th street Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy from the urology. 1-800- 
That's Turn kind of joined once again by Dr. Ethan Heisman from Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in West Des Moines. Dr. Heisman, you're one of the few eye doctors that provides corneal refractive therapy in Iowa. This is a unique contact lens that is only worn when sleeping at night, similar to maybe a retainer. And what it does is you're wearing it at night, it gently reshapes the eye to correct nearsightedness. So that way during the day, no glasses or contact lenses have to be worn to have crisp vision all day long. Eye exams, contact lenses, eyeglasses. Glasses for you and your family. Bing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Bets Off. Welcome back 10 minutes before noon. It's the Boyne Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Claxon's Barbecue in a moment. You are going to do Circus Play of the Day? Well, I had a winning day yesterday. I was on the plus side of things, so we got to keep the streak going. Why not? Absolutely. I got some President's Cups for you, a little baseball, a little football. We got a little potpourri of picks from Circus. All right. Well, we'll have to move along then. We'll do Claxon's very quickly. Uh, Jake, Randy, Steve, and Joe in that order. About to give you four games. Give us four answers. You get the most right. You'll be uh, have a thirty-five dollar gift certificate at Claxon's thirty-one thirty-one Eighth Street Southwest. Online at ClaxonBBQ dot com. ClaxonBBQ dot com. In business in Altoona, serving barbecue for twenty-five years. Hello, Jake. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Kenny? Good. Uh, Iowa State's a two and a half point favorite over Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Iowa is a seven and a half point favorite at Rutgers. Hawkeyes. Ohio State is giving nineteen and a half to Wisconsin. Ohio State. Oklahoma, a twelve and a half point favorite at home to K State. Oklahoma. Here's the tiebreaker, Jake. Closest without going over tonight's football game. Pitt. Uh the Steelers versus the Browns. Total points closest without going over. 39. Jake, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Randy is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Randy. How's it going? Uh, good. Uh, Iowa State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Iowa gives seven-and-a-half to Rutgers. I hate to do it, but Rutgers. <laughs> uh, Buckeyes, 19-and-a-half to Wisconsin. That's, a, that's an Ohio State, isn't it? It is, yes. Okay, uh, Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma's at home. They give 12-and-a-half to K-State. Uh, Oklahoma. Tiebreaker, Randy. Total points Thursday night. Fit, football Steelers, Browns closest without going over. Uh, 34. Randy, uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Uh, you too. Appreciate it. Steve is up next. Hi, Steve. Hey there. Uh, Iowa State's a two and a half point favorite over Baylor. I'm going to go uh, Iowa State. Iowa gives seven and a half to Rutgers. I'll take Rutgers. Ohio State, a 19.5-point favorite over the Badgers. I'll take the Badgers and all those points. Okay. Oklahoma gives 12.5 to K-State. We'll take Oklahoma. Okay. Total points tonight. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, closest without going over. 
I'll go uh, 35. And thanks for recommending Claxton's chili. That was great. Isn't it good? Uh, Steve, glad you got there. Hope you you win this or get something so you can get back there. Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, thanks for that plug for our friends uh, and the company over at Claxton's. It's terrific food. Uh, Joe is next. Hi, Joe. Hi. Uh, Iowa State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Baylor. Baylor. Iowa gives seven-and-a-half to Rutgers. Iowa. Buckeyes, 19-and-a-half-point favorite over Wisconsin. Oh, man. Wisconsin. A lot of points. Oklahoma gives 12-and-a-half to K-State. Oklahoma. Thursday night football tiebreaker, Steelers-Browns. Closest without going over total points, Joe. 27. Joe, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to hear from you, and I appreciate Claxons again for making this weekly contest possible as they have for years. All right. From Claxons, one of our favorites, to Circa, another of our favorites. Yes. Uh, time for your plays of the day. You said you've got a potpourri of them. You're doing golf, you're doing baseball, and you're doing football, and we've got 90 seconds. All right. We got Tony Finau and Max Holman today. They're minus 160 to win their matchup. I really like that one. Finau's playing out of his mind. He absolutely is. And I took a shot on Sunjay M to have the most points of any individual player. He's 18 to 1. I know the Americans have dominated this event in the President's Cup, but at 18. 18-1, to 1, M has had a really, really nice season. I thought at that price, it's worth a half unit to uh, jump aboard with that. Football tonight. NFL, as I said yesterday, leaning Brown's way. Not a full play on that if I do play that. I love Georgia State tonight. It's 3-0 and Coastal Carolina against 0-3 Georgia State. You look at all advanced metrics, though. This is not the same Coastal Carolina team that we've seen recently. Though they've been winning games, they've been doing it by the skin of their teeth. I mean, there's a reason this point spread is only two. I'm going Georgia State on the money line in that one. And that's ESPN2, I want to say. Yes, I, I think you're right on that front. And did have a baseball play. What? Oh, I'm finally jumping aboard. Cueto gets the ball for the White Sox today. So going to jump Against aboard with Bieber? That. Against Bieber. Got to happen at some time. I got to stop doing this. I'm on the Cardinals again. I, I got to knock it off. This is this has not gone well as they've scored what? They haven't scored hard. One run any. in the last four games. Yeah, the offense is uh, it's Flaherty so today though. That's I want to see Jack out there. See what he can do on the bump because he is so important for their playoff chances. All right. That's-